Hello, you are tuning in to Media Soundwave. My name is Heather Cassidy and today I'm joined by Eric Bogner, the director and founder of Art of Honey. Thanks for Hello. joining us. Hello, thank you. Today we're going to talk about how to save the bees. There's been a lot recently in the press about how bee numbers are dying out. I just want to find out some more about why is it happening and also what can we do to prevent this? If we look at the numbers of bees in the world and in our country alone, then bees have such a significant impact on our diet. They, What bees do actually, it's actually part of a third of our diet, isn't it? And also the diet of all the wildlife as well. Yes, what the bees do uh, predominantly is pollinate all the crops or most of the crops we eat. So obviously they're essential in the whole life circle and how how the food is produced uh, uh, in a natural and in an agricultural way as well. So, at first of all, thank you for the invitation. Oh, no, thank <laughs> you for coming on. And uh, I'm very happy because Art of Honey would like to be, you know, one of the uh, Manchester Manchester honey company. There is no honey company here in Manchester, and we would like to we would like to support local initiatives, uh, helping. Uh, helping beekeepers and, and uh, initiatives, helping uh, uh, beekeeping and honey production in the UK. So basically, what was the question? <laughs> <It was her. laughs> I thought too much and it doesn't help when I talk to everybody before the show as well. So I was wanting to ask you, what are the benefits of bees, yeah. um, both for our health and environmentally? Yeah. So the benefits of the bees are uh, uh, obviously as I said, the pollination of the crops and the health benefits of the honey is like East Europe and in Russia uh, for centuries uh, use different types of honey for different, uh, different uh, illnesses, not illnesses, the complementary medicine. Unfortunately, UK, it, uh, the, uh, the complementary treatments uh, uh, are just coming into the social consciousness nowadays, but uh, the nectar and the honey from different flowers uh, has different effects and benefits to the human bodies. Um, so obviously, I'm looking from. I was I was keeping bees in in, in Hungary for years, and uh, uh, we have connection with beekeepers for generations. And uh, I would like to establish here in the UK some hives and just pass it on to my kids. Uh, You've got the something going at the moment, haven't you, with a with another Manchester company called Coffee for Craig? Can you tell me yes. about that? Yes, the Coffee for Craig is a, it's, it's an amazing charity organisation here in Manchester, set up four or five years ago by Arisha, uh, and uh, they they just received a plot of land in Salford, uh, and uh, I always had this mind because I love the the metaphor of of the beehive as as, as a perfect perfect model of a society. Well it is, it's a perfect uh, community yes, isn't it yes. and everybody working together. Yes and everybody has uh, they, their role so it's a perfect, it's a perfect society model. So and Coffee uh, for Craig have just been given this plot of land haven't they in yes, Salford? Yes, it's Coffee for Craig working, uh, working with the homeless, homeless, uh, homeless community here in Manchester and basically my idea was since I have an office, small office in, in the city centre and they just cannot avoid to bump into loads of homeless people in the city centre. Everywhere at the and moment. Yes, it is, and it uh, is so hard to see people <laughs> suffering in this way, isn't it? It's yes, especially here in, in, in the winter. Uh, so, basically my idea was that it, it came off from, from this intellectual conclusion that, you know, as, as a beehive, we as human society, uh, 
we should support them and they should have their own place in the, in, in, in the bigger picture. So it, because they're not uh, productive, you know, like they, they still have their place in the society and, and the people in the society are better off. We should be able to support them in a way where they feel that they... We need to do know, a they, lot more. I, I, yes. I personally want to do a lot more to help the homeless and try and end homelessness, even if we do it one city at a time and have it rolled out. I think it's something we need to do because we can't be in a society today where people have so much wealth and then there's people on the streets with absolutely nothing. It, it doesn't work. And I think a lot more needs to be done at home and then help the people around us. And then we can, as I said, roll it out across the board. So with the plot of land in Salford, um, Coffee for Quake, which are a local Manchester homelessness charity, um, they've just been given this plot of land and you've approached them, haven't you, to work with them to do something called Hive Mind. Yes, yes Hive Mind, it, uh, it came to the idea that um, uh, I would just spend some time, it's even that, that doesn't sound good to teach homeless people beekeeping, but essentially that's what I would like skill. to do. Yes, it's giving them skin, skill. just spend some quality time with them. Because if you, you see all these tents popping up in the summer, so homeless people, they love nature, you know, they love, uh, even if you, if you tell them in the midsummer, okay, move into this building, mo most of them would choose not to, because they like to, live, to stay in the park, in the summer, so they, 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 they like to be in the nature. And this, this profession is obviously seasonal, it's only for the, for the summer, summer months. But uh, so these can... So what, what months does it happen? So basically, uh, the season of beekeeping, obviously from the, from the spring is to late, to late autumn. Okay. So you start from March, when the, the bees start to collect some pollens, March, April, and obviously after the, the, the early nectars and the, the spring crop and after the summer crop in the summer months. So what do you do during winter then, as a beekeeper? We just get bored and make, lo <laughs> make loads of kids. <laughs> make loads of yeah. kids and find I initiatives have, that I you have, can yes. help with. Yeah, find other <laughs> yeah, things you I can get involved kids, yeah. with. So, uh, no, even because, because the weather is usually mild here in the winter, you can, you can open the hives in, even in winter months. But that's, that's basically the hibernation of, for the bees and uh, just prepare preparation for the new year. So basically what, what, what I would like to achieve is, is uh, to, to show and introduce beekeeping a couple of dozens of homeless people and uh, have like a growing number of hives in this allotment or, or many allotments in, in Manchester and creating a brand around it where all the sold honey goes back to this charity like you get with coffee beads and things like that when they're grown in other countries, we all know that the honey has been grown by this initiative, by Hive Mind. Yes. And people by contributing, by buying the yes, honey, exactly. will be helping this project yes. to help people into work. Yes. And also, I have um, commercial beekeeper friends who who always complain that there are no no any help or they cannot find any seasonal workers in the summer months to help them to carrying the 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 hives around well, yeah the it must honey. be all hands on deck for the yes. time that you're not working and then when <laughs> yes. it comes to actually doing yes. it it must be all hands on deck yeah so there are lots of potential in this thought and i think manchester is the perfect city to start this initiative and also the other other organizations they already interested that's how the syllabus is built and uh, how would we how would we achieve our our our, our aim but hopefully it will happen yes from so may we, we know that the bees are unfortunately dying out and we need to do more to help bees yes so obviously the work that you do does help bees yes. but why are they dying why are they dying out no one knows exactly you know like uh, because most of this news uh, of um, uh, the bees dying and this uh, hive collapse 
um, they they're coming from America. So obviously the sometimes the it's pesticides, isn't it, the or the infections? Yes, yeah, the pesticides and the, and the radioactive waves all around them. You know what 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 we use and. And uh, just more and more mono, mono, mono Actually, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe things yes. like our, our Wi-Fi and our different signals that we're using, maybe it's interfering yes. with their, their radar and how yes, they some beekeepers, they, they, they swear that that's, that's it because, you know, like obviously how the, how the bees, they communicate and navigate themselves. It's, it's, it's well, very much they into have the buzz, don't they? But there's yes. actually the buzz within the hive as well, isn't there? There's a sound that gets that makes it sounds crazy. <laughs> there's a sound within the hive, isn't there, that people can record. I, I heard something recently of a recording taken from inside the hive, and it was a buzzing, and it was from all the manoeuvres and and the noise of the bees as well. But it was like a constant buzzing mm. and a constant vibration. Yeah, and it's very calming as well. So that's, you know, when you when you're close to a beehive, you you, you become very Hypnotized. Yes. Hypnotized yes, I love, I love, and I just want to share that experience with other people. That how that's why you know, like most of these beekeepers, they addicted. You know, like once you start it, you, you can't, you can't give up because it's just something draw, something draws you into that environment where bees are, uh, and uh, yeah. So this uh, collapse of hives. Uh, so there are many reasons people they don't know is also the agricultural that how we. Uh, it's, it's a mono monoculture that how we we plant only one one type of uh, plant into the whole big area. So obviously that doesn't help the bees. And also like 97 percent of, of of meadows they disappeared in the UK since the Second World War. How is War. that going to affect other animals though? If our bees die out, obviously it's going to affect our diet massively because it's a third. It contributes yeah. to a third of what we eat. But how is it going to affect other animals? Because they obviously can't go to the supermarket and look for <laughs> other food, can they? Yes, I, I don't think so. It's that bad because they 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 live much longer than than human beings. So obviously, hopefully, they survive us. But obviously, there is a real danger, and uh, because we because obviously we, all the wild flowers and all the crops that are getting pollinated by the bees. If the bees aren't there to do that job, then what yeah. are the what are the wildlife going to eat? Yeah, so not 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 much, or basically. Now the problem is that yes, the wildflowers disappeared. That's why you know, like we have these little initiatives where we just give away like wildflower seeds with, say, with, with the honey. What can people do as individuals? So just to help just the plant bees? more. Just plant more wildflower seeds. You know, like it's so simple. Or Put just don't cut. seeds in your garden. Yeah, just don't don't cut one segment of your of your of your garden. Just let them let whatever flower goes and naturally just let them grow and. Uh, let the bees and the See, Dad, there's a reason I'm not quitting my grass. I'm saving the yes. bees. <laughs> yeah, you have the excuse <laughs> Always now. in trouble for not quitting my grass. But I, I see in Manchester on Princess Parkway, it's, I don't know that, it's, it's obviously it's a council initiative that they, they just saw a couple of years ago. Uh, like, it would be great to see more wildflowers in this town. Yes, it would, yes. it would be really yeah, and they nice. they look beautiful as well. Because obviously now we have Piccadilly Gardens and it is, we've got the lovely fountains and they look great, but it's very much a concrete monstrosity now compared to, if you look back at old photos of how it was park and yeah. Piccadilly Gardens were actual gardens, but if we could have more spaces of wildflowers in and around the city, that would be, that would be fantastic. Yes, and the council can, can really take a lot because there are lots of council lands where, where nothing happens. So there we just need some funds can, uh, which can benefit this 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 plot of land. Do you find so you've mentioned the the wildflower seeds? But is yeah. there any particular flowers that you can recommend that people can plant in their gardens at home to help with the bees? I'm not I'm not good with names. 
I have obviously, you know, like. <laughs> I know that my, I've got some lavender in my garden and it's always covered. And I know bees are yeah, attracted to blue. Lavender has because it has loads of nectar in it, for example. So, but uh, there are, there are, um, if, if you use Google, obviously, there are lots of plants. If, if you just bee friendly flowers, bee they friendly. just give you a list which uh, which flower has. Really I know, my, my I know personally that very Buddleia poor. is one that people say. Which is Buddleia? big big blue one mm. they, they love blue don't they bees yeah. love blue and but the lavender outside my house as i said it's always covered in bees yes. and so butterflies as well which yeah, also the lavender honey is very nice as well lavender honey yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really really good in france they make really nice lavender honey in south england as well so basically just look in the spring they need they they need more uh, bee pollen sorry pollen and the summer they need more nectar so these uh, the white flowers they, they what more do you think could be this. done on like a governmental level to like create awareness. Oh, I don't know. It's a hard question because here in the UK, you know, like obviously Hungary is, is is a beekeeping nation, so like the second, third biggest in Europe. So obviously we have lots of initiative and funds towards the beekeeping. Here in the UK, I haven't found anything. Uh, here is the last ten years, the hobby beekeeping is massive. So in in the trade shows where I go with my brand, I met like obviously a couple hundred people and and dozens and dozens of people say, oh yeah, I have two, three, five, ten hives in, in the back garden, which is, which is amazing. But what I would like to see is more commercial beekeeping. Now there is um, uh, one uh, initiative from the government. They make, uh, like a, they plant 50 million trees from, from Liverpool to Hull, this northern forest, or I don't I forgot the name. But the next 25 years, there will be a massive stretch of forest yeah, from from Liverpool to Hull, oh, so wow. obviously that that will change the that'll whole be, that'll be real ecosystem. Yes, difference. yeah, that that will, that can change the whole ecosystem here in the north, because uh, the worst uh, is UK where the the proportion of forest is only like ten percent of the land uh, is forest, and, and most of the land obviously owned by individuals. So the government they don't have any any. Uh, authority over the privately owned land. So that's the other problem that, uh, that So we need to look at where can we be planting extra plants? Yes, where can we be bringing more flowers into the Yes, into and, and in, the, in the privately owned lands, you know, like it's just education of the owners that they don't have to mow it down or what plants they should they should uh, they should uh, plant them, what white flower seed they should sow. And obviously that that's that's why these these programs what you do now is uh, very important because these, we these just need to create more awareness, don't yes, we? And actually it, yes. be looking on a bigger scheme of what can we do because this isn't something that it's just like, oh, we need to save this, we need to save yeah. that. We actually do need to save the bees for for our economy, for our food system, for our wildlife. We need to we need to be doing more and creating yes. more awareness. And also there's a massive, massive shortage of, of, of English uh, honey. So for now the uh, like obviously I'm importing most of my, my honey from Hungary. Uh, but there is like only five percent of, of honey consumption. Only five percent. Yes, is actually done in the UK. So we need to be doing more to Much do more, more yes. with beekeeping, with creating more honey in yes. the country. You know, when we go to the supermarket though, yeah. and we can see some really cheap brands of honey, and then we can see some really expensive yeah. brands of honey. And I've got a jar of yours here, this Art of Honey, which is your brand Acacia. This looks really great. I can't wait to eat that later. So, what are the different what are the differences between a cheaper honey and a more expensive honey? Yeah, so basically, I, I wouldn't call the cheaper honey honey because they uh, they just sugar syrup. Oh right, okay. Yes. So uh, they made to taste like honey, but they're not actually honey. 
Yes, obviously, you know, like the, the ultimate test is when you taste like pure honey from the supermarket, pure forest honey, and it just leaves like this over sweet uh, aftertaste in your mouth. That's definitely not pure honey because whatever honey, pure honey you eat, the, the aftertaste it just resembles the ingredients of that nectar. So if it's forest, it, it should have like a bouquet of, 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 of oaky, uh, smoky taste in your tongue so oh, they, okay. these and 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 it's unfortunately UK is one of the worst country where to <laughs> where do some honey tasting yes. rather than wine tasting yeah so it's like the, where, where, where these cheap uh, Chinese honey are imported and okay. obviously because you know like you cannot sell 340 grams honey for one or two pounds it just well, doesn't make sense. People don't always know what they're buying, do they? Sometimes if you've got a recipe yes. and it says you need honey in it, people will just go to the shop and they'll buy yeah. they'll buy a cheaper brand just because they're putting it in something and they're yeah. not actually eating it for the honey content. They're just yes. using it as an ingredient. Yeah, that's fine, but just you have to know that that's not pure honey. And even if they say pure honey, that it cannot be justified. It's when you, when you say even non-EU honey, I would avoid all of those uh, brands because non-EU honey, you don't really know the the the, the origin of it can come in China. There's a very good documentary recently released on uh, Netflix. Obviously, I forgot the, the title because I'm not very good with names. But the first, the first part is, is about how they uh, counterfeit honey or adulterate, honey. adulterate honey. And, uh, so that probably is just like a sugary solution, isn't it? Yes, With and obviously it's mainly in. coming from China. Because, okay. yes, because the number of beehives uh, are declining but the, the honey consumption is increasing and also the honey supply is increasing so that doesn't make, it, 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 it doesn't make sense that how is it possible without bees uh, producing more honey. So, so, so when <laughs> the brand that's getting done in Manchester that you're doing with um, Hive Mind and Coffee for Craig, what will that honey be called? Has it got a name yet? Yeah, I'm thinking, but what do you think? I, I, I would like to call it Northern Soul. Northern Soul, that'd, yes. be, that'd be a good honey name, wouldn't yeah. it? But keep us up to date with everything that's going on with that okay. and we'll keep everybody up to date with blogs, maybe a future show. We'll talk about it on social media. But thanks so much for coming no, in today. We all need thank to be you. planting more flowers, more blue flowers and helping the bees because otherwise it's going to have drastic effects on, on our economy, on our environment. There's, there's so much change that will happen if we don't save the bees. So anyway, thank you so much for no, joining us today. Thank you to everybody for tuning in and watching. Thanks to all my crew here involved today. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, head over to www.mediasoundwave.co.uk where you can hit the subscribe button, don't miss any future shows. You'll be able to go on the Meet the Experts section where you'll find more information about Eric and our other guests on the shows. Thanks again and we'll see you again here soon on Media Soundwave. Thank you, bye.